Good morning. Welcome back to Take to Take. My name is Luke Burrows, joined by Nick Robinson and Patrick Talon, as per usual, coming to you live from Ryerson University. We have a <laughs> lot to cover today. Uh, we can start with sort of the past two weeks news, uh, some updates in the past week, especially over Saturday's broadcast of Hockey Night in Canada. Um, uh, McLean made a statement, and then there's been some news about uh, Don Cherry actually in the past 24 hours or so. So I'm going to throw it to Nick. Yeah, what about it? What do you think of the statement? <laughs> um, I mean, again, it's good that he's continuing to act pretty remorseful about the whole thing. But it's like interesting to see the whole dynamic between him and Don Cherry now. Like how that friendship just seems like it's ruined and it's kind of crazy because they sat beside each other for, you know, more than three decades. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It, I, it was a bit awkward, I think, that, the way Sportsnet okay, did it. I, I agree. That was, like, the one thing. It was like he was just sitting there talking at the camera for, what, like four minutes, right? I found it way too uh, almost personal. Like, I just, I, I don't know. They, they, It's good that they addressed it kind of like that, but I found it was almost too uh, head-on. I don't know. I just, it was, yeah, it was an awkward five minutes, I found. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. He was, uh, they, they could have done it better or they could have shortened it. But I think it got the message across in a way. I th and I'm pretty sure, just by judging on how it was delivered, I think that was just kind of uh, Ron given five minutes. And I, I don't think any of that was scripted. I think that was pretty uh, genuine, which in a way is a good thing. But it also means uh, it was just kind of a five-minute thought process. Yeah, um, but like I said here last week too, um, I didn't think they should have stuck Ron McClain on air again on Saturday. I think they just should have had Jeff Merrick come in and host Saturday night, I do agree. his job. And Ron McLean, I think from now on, I think for the benefit of everybody, just needs to stick to hometown hockey. And I think we just need to move on, the two of them in general. I think, I think if Ron wants to do Hockey Night in Canada, he should do Hockey Night in Canada. That's my opinion. I don't think he should be, um, I, I don't know if you'd call it, you know, penalized for what happened. But Pat, do you have anything to... Yeah, um, I didn't like it. Um, for a few reasons. I, I thought that Sportsnet's initial statement and then Ron McLean's initial apology, I think that was hometown hockey. I thought that was enough. And But the kind of the duration of his segment kind of, he goes on about loving Don Cherry, being so upset about criticizing Cherry, how he disappointed Bobby Orr. Um, he didn't address this in his, his initial thumbs up and agreement when Cherry made his first comment, which I know maybe he's on air. He wasn't exactly thinking at the time. Uh, it didn't seem about having a heartfelt apology, like his first comment on uh, hometown hockey. It seemed more about like himself wanting redemption. Um, I don't know. It, it was a really scattered apology. I didn't know what it was. Um, I don't know. Going right to the intermission. I think I think they should have done it by going right to the first intermission, introducing the panel without making it some like contrived, overwrought, over emotional speech. Um, that was just enough for me. Yeah. Um, at the same time, like I, as much as I don't like Don Cherry, I haven't really been the biggest fan of Ron McClain either as a host. I like Jeff Why? Merrick. I don't. I just think there are better options. I like Jeff Merrick. I like uh, David Amber. Um, he's fine, but he doesn't like. I don't know. He uh, doesn't blow me away or by any means. But I don't know. I thought. I thought if you just kept it with Sportsnet statement and then Ron McClain's first minute apology, that would have been fine. But. Yeah, that's just my opinion, though. Yeah, like I said, I think they, I think everybody needs to move on in some sort of way here, and I think it, Ron McLean now, for better or worse, is now, you know, going to be forever attached to that yeah. moment, 
that was sort of a career changing defining moment of his and i think it would just be better for the viewers and better for everybody if we just decided to pack it in head in a different direction have jeff merrick or david amber take over because like you alluded to pat both are very very worthy yeah um and and i think just finishing the first because i watched it i was watching it live and i remember not knowing what was what would happen and they cut right to this thing and i thought it would be a quick two second segment but it was like i think total of like four minutes or something uh but i i think going just to the uh the panel and have people talking about the game would be a lot better because now people want the people who are so upset about this are the ones who are talking about it more than the people uh, who wanted him fired. It's the people who didn't want him that it just gives them something else to talk about. So, are you guys going to listen to his podcast? No, it, Don Cherry's podcast. Yeah. yeah, no, no, thank you. I might listen to the first episode right. just because I know Twitter is going <laughs> to blow up the second it drops. Yeah, I, I might just listen to it out of pure out, curiosity. But... He says he's supposed to address this whole thing, so yeah. mm-hmm. I might listen to it just for that. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm just trying to find <laughs> a release date, but I can't. I'm assuming it's very soon. Hey, I heard he also got an offer in Russia. Yes, uh, from, from that, Moscow. I, yeah. Like the tweet? I don't know. Yeah, I saw I saw that tweet. I don't know how legitimate that was, but I did see that. I think I, I might, or someone might have sent that. But uh, yeah, so that's that. We probably don't need to... Hopefully, yeah, no, we, we spent, hopefully we don't need to yeah, talk we, about we, we spent no more, no more probably talk, 20 yeah. minutes in the past two shows yeah. about talking no about more Don Cherry and you um, know what I'm, I'm exhausted with it yeah moving on to some actual hockey news uh, Corey Schneider is placed on waivers which mm. means Blackwood will be starting and correct my pronunciation but Deming yes Louis Deming is called up for backup uh, that's kind of sad I think Schneider I mean it's Obviously, it means Schneider's not a very good goalie, which I'd agree with, but it, I think he should be better. Uh, I almost think he deserves better than um, than he's got, but, I mean, he's the only one to blame. So, I don't know, just especially coming from a Vancouver fan, it's kind of sad to see. Yeah, uh, he gave a lot to New Jersey. I, I always liked Corey Schneider, um, like, as the person, but I think, uh, I don't know. Do I, they're con- I read that they're confident that he's going to clear, but... You never know. Back goalies are weird. Backup goalies are weird. So I guess we'll see. I wouldn't be surprised. If, like I feel like he could be the kind of goalie someone picks him up and yeah. he does okay somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, Toronto maybe, but who knows? Um, I think oh, oh. I think Ottawa should have uh, at least investigated this because Craig Anderson's winding down. Like he'll be done after this year. They've got Nelson. And looks like they've got like a decent goalie in Nelson. He's, he's been, been playing very well. He's lately. been playing very well for the Senators. So, um, but. That's not like a sure thing, and the Senators have the cap space. They have the type of team where you should be trying everything and anything. Worst comes to worst, they use him as something to get to the cap floor mm-hmm. over the next couple of years. And yeah, I, like I would be interested in seeing that. Obviously, that becomes a thing of what the heck do you do with three goalies? But I think uh, I think they could go with like one of those three tandem, three goalie tandem things, and then you yeah. know you start to phase Craig Especially Anderson when, out. Yeah, someone's his age. Yeah. Um, okay. Saturday night. Now, uh, before we get into this, I'm amazed that when we had our jersey discussion, I don't think anyone said the Canucks black flying skate jersey, which is kind of disappointing because that would be like it's a nice jersey. My one, two, three now. But um, yeah, Pat, do you want to play? It? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's go up, play it's up, first. It's okay. Um, okay, so for those who aren't watching, Matt Calvert took a puck to the face. That was a shot by Pedersen, I believe. 
Yeah, Pet- um, it was a wrist shot. Calvert went in for the block, and Pedersen kind of held up a bit longer than he thought. And then Calvert turns around, uh, and then Pedersen shoots, and it hits him in the back of the head. Helmet, though, in the helmet, I believe. Oh, it wasn't there- the front of the face? No, it was the back. Oh, I didn't. But there was blood, but I think it was on the helmet. So Okay. Um, so if I'm not mistaken, the rule is... Um, yeah, that was... That didn't look good. And there goes Calvert to the bench. Oh, Dave Randolph. Yeah, good announcer. Good announcer. Uh, we'll get to that later. Yeah, we'll, yeah. so there's a better look. Uh, back of, almost like, yeah, back of the head. Can you play it real ear. time just one more time? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, well, so we can have the audio clip over yeah. here. Patterson. Yeah, so there it is. Yeah, you can hear sort of like the Canuck, or sorry, the uh, Avs bench sort of yelling. Yeah. Yeah. Rightfully so. So, uh, fantastic power play move. Like yes, the under, for sure. underrated part of that. Like, I mean, what, well, what, that a helps, great, that helps what a great power down. play goal that was. Wow. So, the rule, if I'm not mistaken, is uh, until Colorado gets possession yep. of the puck, uh, the play continues. Um, unless. Unless it's like very severe. Uh, that's where there's kind of a gray area. I feel like it's funny. Last week we were talking about rules that we wouldn't that we could change. This could be one of them now that this has happened. Um, wow. I, was, I was reading that, like, I think referees are worried that this this could be taken advantage of because sometimes you see players block a shot, they look like they're really, 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 really hurt, and then they get up a few seconds later. So, But I feel like if they're faking it, that's a separate issue. But yeah, but that, no, yeah, but like referees can, that can be something that they're thinking about. And like for a second, it did look like he was going to get up, so maybe that plays, in, plays into it. But um, I have a quote here from... Um, Eric Johnson, he said... Don't swear. I won't. It's a joke. Uh, you want to protect a guy. He's got a family at home. He's laying there, bleeding out of his head, and you don't blow the whistle. It's a complete joke, an absolute joke. They should be ashamed of themselves. Um, it's worth talking about now because people are looking at this rule. Um, your thoughts? I think the rule's fine. I I think the refs should have called it. Like, I, sorry, I don't know what the exact wording is on the rule. I've seen it so many times over the past few days, but it's if the player or the injury or whatever look is like deemed serious enough the refs will both blow the play down regardless and i think it was he took a puck to the head like i i don't know what serious is by that definition yeah. if that doesn't maybe count. maybe yeah. if it's a hit to the head then it's then it's blown down but if it's just a block and anywhere like, else then it's fine Patterson immediately his hands are up he like he's just kind of standing there like where are we still playing and then um when Edler does score, it's kind of a bit awkward and like no one really knows what's going on. Yeah. Uh, and then even McKinnon, this is what I saw this morning. McKinnon commented, um, he's saying like McKinnon said, even Pedersen had his hands up looking at uh, Calvert. Like it's not the Canucks way. It's not the Canucks way. Yeah. I, I think the referee should have blown the play down. Like that's, that's pretty standard, but they like, I've seen them do it before, like with a player getting a puck in the head. This is the first time I've ever seen the th- whole thing go completely AWOL. Um, but I don't think we need to have a referendum over the rule for this yeah. because I think it's just a mistake on the referees. No, yeah, I, I can agree. understand why they'd want to keep the play going because, um, you don't want to ruin the Canucks who have a power play. You don't want to blow it down in the middle thing. I can understand why from a human point, just the refs in the game situation right there didn't want to blow it, blow it down. They should have blown it down. And I think it's just, they whiffed on the call. That's all it is. Yep. I don't think a referendum on the rule of touching the puck when a player is hurt 
yeah. or anything like that. I think I the rule still makes sense. The rule still makes like sense. Should, I think this is just, it's just, it's a, just a bad call. Yeah, right? Agree. People calling for like rule changes and stuff like that. Like it's unnecessary. And I, I haven't actually heard how Calvert has been doing. Um, I'm kind of just realizing that now. I'm surprised there's no update. But yeah, that's yeah. that. Which yeah, tells it's, me it's probably not that bad. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. Um, hopefully for Matt Calvert. But yeah, that's that's sort of what I saw about it. Like, I don't think we need to no, totally... Yeah. Should have been blown down. It should have been blown down. Offensive that's zone it. face-off, that's it. Do we want to talk about the other thing? Yes, let's talk about... Another thing. Other scumbag uh, guy move of the week. Our new segment. Our new segment. Um, Extremely so. This was absolute crazy. I, this is my first time seeing it, so yeah. you get my live reaction. Yeah, no. So, for those of you not watching, this from the Anaheim-Washington game last night. So, what you're going to see is Leipzig just laying to somebody. Good All the Ducks get completely focused on the play. They, <laughs> they, they forget they're playing hockey. They forget they're playing hockey. And uh, I think that was Chandler Stevenson who scored. And then you just look at all the brawls that come after that. Like, this got pretty ugly. I don't know if you want to skip a bit ahead. Yeah, it's sort of right there. Uh, you missed it. Yeah, it's sort of right in here that it happens. Um, you'll see Hathaway and Good Branson, right? So after he punches him, spits on him right there. Pat, did you see that? Uh, skip back. This is your first time watching, right, Pat? Watch, yeah. watch, watch. Right there. Oh, yeah, gross. Yeah, isn't that gross? Yeah, so that's terrible. Um, <laughs> that's just not... Uh, that's not a hockey play. No. Um, that's not nice. Not as bad as licking, I think. Um, uh, Questionable. <laughs> okay, so I would here, here's the question. Worse. Would you rather be licked by Marchand or spit on by Hathaway? Licked. Licked. It's got to be licked, uh, right? Okay, sure, licked. I think I it's got to well, be licked. So like they're both, they're both obscenely. I just, I just no, okay. I, what happens to you is different, but I think watching it, I feel like spitting is somehow more acceptable in hockey than really being licked. spitting yeah, is really spitting is more disgusting for the person getting spit on. Licking is more disgusting for the person doing the licking. I don't know <laughs> what right. is wrong with Marshawn. The but the amount of like gross. salty taste that okay. oh, Yeah, God, let's get yeah. really let's, into it here. Let's get real let's We're gonna break describe down the it. taste. Can we do like nice. an ASMR episode where we like just like lick surfaces like Brad Marchand. <laughs> like I'll lick something that would like simulate like a And our viewers beard. have to guess what it is. Yeah. That's fun. All right, Yuck. next week, guys, get ready. <laughs> okay, gonna be a heck of an episode. Anyway, let's. Um, <laughs> yeah. The Toronto Maple Leafs suck. Um, yes, they do. That's our next topic. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, anyways, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you want to pull up some like game footage from Pittsburgh um, or something like yeah, that that we can not? roll while we talk about why this. Not? But um, are you guys surprised just from living here in Toronto, hearing the? You know, all of a sudden, it is a lot of panic, right, for this marketplace. So we haven't funny. heard any in a long time, and there is a lot of panic in these parts. Are you guys surprised at all that Mike Babcock is still in charge? Yes. Uh, yeah, kind of. Yes. <laughs> for, for the state of their season, yes, I'm surprised at this point, but... If you asked me in September, um, would you like if you told me in September, yeah, November 19th, Mike Babcock would be on the hot seat, I would be very surprised. Uh, well, uh, actually, not very, I would be surprised just because there was that thing in the, in the playoffs last year that was a bit questionable. Yeah, the um, the Matthews ice time I know was yeah. Yeah. frustrating a lot of people, or not even just Matthews, it was the overplaying of um, 
players like Patrick Marlowe and Zaitsev and stuff. But this year, I feel like it's completely different. I feel like um, analytically, the Maple Leafs, um, you know, they, they invested a lot in the offseason. Uh, you know, that falls on Kyle Dupas as well. They invested a lot into getting better defensively. They've gotten better analytically just very, very slightly. Um, they aren't allowing as many high danger chances and stuff like that, like they were in previous years. But, you know, Frederick Anderson isn't playing at an elite Vesna type level that he was the past two years. So now you're sort of seeing that even with their defensemen playing a bit better, when they'd have just an average goalie, right, they're still allowing like an absurd amount of goals and an absurd amount of chances. But to get that marginally better defensively, they have sacrificed so much offense. Hold on. Do you think this, um, Hutchinson deserves the the hate? Yes. He well. He, okay. He deserves because what you just said would kind of imply that you think it's the the guys in front of him. Well, it, it well, it is both. the guys in front of him, but it's just the whole you know thing. Hutchinson was like it. inexcusably bad, right? He was not playing well either. Did uh, you watch the game on Saturday? That was Koski Suo. Yeah. Yeah, that wasn't. They they left him out to dry. That um, was bad. I remember when a lot. I mean, people, like, look, people that's didn't, a good save he made. Oh, there it's on actually the, power it's a, play here. the live stream cut out, so it's not. Uh, this isn't going through anymore. Oh, the live stream. Yeah, I'm cut not sure out. what happened. It just said it did. Anyway, uh, I'll keep trying to fix with it. Anyway, yep. um, going back, um, not a lot of people like Hutchinson. Um, I remember the game against Montreal. Um, they said, well, how, two of those breakaways against Drouin should have been stopped. Well, at the same time, the Leafs allowed a lot of odd man rushes. They turned over the puck a lot. Um, both things can that, be true. They're, fe- they're feeding him the second. They were feeding um, him the second half of back-to-backs. Like, yeah. let's not let's not kid around here. Let's not pretend like he was getting like yeah. favorable usage or anything, right? So, But it's not like he played very well either. It's not like he was silencing any critics. Yeah, that being said, though, like, it's... Uh, they're too they're too good of a team to be playing like this. That's why people are talking about it. It's not right. like they're a bad team. Right. They're too good. They have two regulation wins in the last fifteen games. Ottawa has more regulation wins than the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah. Um for those blaming Dubas, I don't know if that's fair. Uh he's the one who added Barry and uh, Muzzin. But I, I don't know. All right, hang I on. think I, some of it is completely justified because you look at the quote he had this week on Cody CC. Did you see that one? Where he said, I don't know why there needs to be a referendum every time he makes a mistake. And then he went and played like he did on Saturday, which well, was like utterly – like that. that's why everybody complains because Cody Cece's not very good. And Tyson Berry has not worked at all. He's got six assists in 20 games. Well, they're blaming Babcock for Barry's inability to sort of yeah, but play to his potential. Ty- Tyson Barry's never been. I, like, again, the Leafs, I don't think they needed another offensive weapon. I think they needed, like, a good, in his own zone, reliable defense. I think they needed another Jake Muzzin, right? Yeah, that's Another fair. reliable in his own end. It, Tyson Barry has always been bad in his own end. All right, well, just to finish, um, he did add those defensemen. He replaced Babcock's assistant after the loss in Game 7. Uh, Sheldon Keefe is waiting. It's not that because Babcock is bad, we'll bring in Sheldon Keefe. Sheldon Keefe is a good coach. Um, they don't have a lot of options to make a change. They are relatively... or fair, you know, No, they're cap-strapped. Let's, uh, let's not beat around the bush here. Um, they're not going to make an impactful trade. Um, I don't think you can blame the schedule. I don't think you can blame the backup. If you're this good and you have John Tavares and you have William Nylander and you have Mitch Marner, I know he's injured. Austin Matthews. Austin Matthews, Morgan Riley, Freddie Anderson has been playing 
fantastic hockey. Uh, you can't be making excuses. They no, just there need is to no be a excuse. lot better. Um, I don't know what I don't know how you fix it, but you can't trade all the players, so you have to move the coach. I think that's just yeah, how it I is. You have to fire the coach. Yeah, but but I, yeah. I the one thing I'm surprised about um, when they brought in their new assistant coach Paul McFarlane, uh, his sort of reputation was uh, with Florida and how he got that power play up to like second in the league over the past two seasons, and their power play hasn't been good this year. Like I don't know if that's just a bad fit coaching wise or what's going on, but there, there's a lot of stuff going on with the Maple Leafs right now, and yeah, yeah I I don't understand it. Um, Andrew, it's hard. Andrew Berkshire had a tweet about their defensive play. Now, this is sort of... This is like the one I was paraphrasing earlier. Yeah, the... Well, maybe. the. So, Anderson, every game he's playing, he's facing two fewer high-danger chances, yeah, this is, two fewer passes to the slot, and one less screenshot on net. Now, that's very specific, um, but you, there's an argument to be made that the Leafs are a little bit better defensively. Um, I don't watch enough of the Leafs to sort of examine systematically like i don't know how i don't know what if they dump it i don't know if they play a, a high possession game but um eventually it's just you have to blame babcock because there's no one else to blame well yeah they have players where they should be playing a high possession high octane offensive game but i yeah. think babcock's too worried about getting them to play defensively when that's not what they're built for yep i i you know i i just think dubas and babcock has always been a bad fit and it's a bit of a power struggle between the two right now because i think mike babcock even though he's a head Is that coach Brian Burke? sorry where outside uh that guy going up that is definitely not brian burke okay. in a man bun outside <laughs> well without the man bun it kind of looks like him they, that is not brian burke but outside. he does have a man bun um he anyways bun. i was gonna say um it's just always been a bad fit those two and i think babcock even though he's the head coach has a lot of power in that organization and is very respected rightfully so but uh it's gonna it's turning into a power struggle like we saw in chicago between stan bowman and joel quedville and I yep. think it's only a matter of time before Dubas is going to step in and get control of the ship and send Babcock packing. So uh, at what? Uh, sorry, go ahead, Luke. No, you, you, no, go you ahead. keep going because I'm kind of switching topics. But you, so you okay, uh, really quick. At what, po- at what point do we think that he gets fired? Because as we stand right now, the Toronto Maple Leafs are nine and nine, nine, nine and four. They're they about to go t- on the road, right? Yeah, they have yeah, a they four-game Vegas road tonight? trip coming. I think it's Vegas. Vegas, Arizona, it's, and somebody else. Now you have like and then Tampa. they come home and then they go on the road again. Hold on. You so continue. you have Tampa who's five ga- who has five games in hand and they have 20 points. So Tampa's going to leapfrog Toronto. Easy, yeah. Very easily. Um, do I know sometimes coaches like to wait with his like a four a four day gap or, or maybe around christmas i don't think they can afford to wait till christmas to no. sort of see how it goes uh, uh, do we suspect st that- louis turned their season around starting november last year they yes they were dead last until like right until around january but you have to sort of start to make changes that's the only way to write the ship what they're doing right now isn't working. They need to make a change. If they're going to make a change, they need to do it now. They're, so do we think next week he will be coaching? They're about to go five games on the road, um, starting out in Vegas and then finishing in Detroit and Buffalo at the end of next week. I think uh, that'll be the deciding road trip. So that's uh, November 29th yeah. is that last game in Buffalo. And then the next night, Buffalo comes to Toronto. So, I mean, they probably wouldn't do it then. Let me just go to December. But, yeah, probably I, around I think it's going to. I think it's going to be at the end of this road trip. I think they disappoint i think they continue to flop here and i think by the time they're rolling around to play buffalo at home i think sheldon keith is coaching this team yep do you guys think uh the leafs are the most disappointing team this year before you answer let me just read coincidentally there's four teams in a row that um i think would be up for grabs here 
21st is Toronto with 22 points in 22 games. 22nd is Nashville with 21 points in 19 games. 23rd, San Jose, 21 and 21. 24th, Tampa Bay, 20 and 17. Yes. Toronto is the most disappointing. Uh, Toronto. Uh, But interesting that you mentioned uh, Nashville. Uh, I was thinking San Jose would be. Yeah, all all of them. Tampa. uh, Yeah. Tampa makes sense after last year. Tampa does have a lot of, uh, they've only played 17 games. Turris has struggled a little bit in Nashville. He only has like eight Kyle Turris is playing his best hockey of his Nashville career currently. Offensively, he has struggled a little bit, but uh, He started really well. Um, Tampa after last year, yeah. I would, all I would like to go. It would be interesting to ask someone, like a few fans in Nashville, a few fans in San Jose, and a few fans in Tampa and see what they think, especially about the Leafs. Yeah. But, um, uh, I, I would still consider Toronto the most disappointing out of that because I think um, Nashville and Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay is the same team as last year. And I think they're just expectation wise, I thought it was going to blow everybody away again, but I didn't think they were going to win 60 games again I but i feel that like was... the leafs could be getting some of that too right but especially in toronto the took here. instrumental steps to get better and invested a lot more money than either of those teams um yeah and i think they have the probably the best core out of those teams and you look at a team like san jose they got worse like i don't think anybody's going to tell you they got better yeah. in the offseason they got worse and uh nashville they added duchene they should probably be a bit better than they are, but I th- I, I still think they'll write the ship because they're just that good of a team. Um, and San Jose has like won like what six in a row now, so they're getting better. Yeah, yeah San Jose sort of flipped the switch, but yeah, I think Toronto just you have you have too many good pieces. You have like an unbelievable center core. You have fantastic wingers. Morgan Riley's a great defenseman. Freddie Anderson's a great goalie. It should not be this right now. Um, so. They okay. need a change. Yeah. I'm going to pass it over to Patrick Talon to do um, a special segment he crafted himself. Okay, so the live stream's down? Uh, video live stream, yes. So it, I don't okay. know what's well, happening. Well, that's, that's can, okay because they're just it's, it's, mostly, it's just audio. It's mostly audio. Yeah, yeah. we don't need the video. So um, with last week, we played a Kale McCarr goal with a phenomenal call by Gord Miller, uh, one of our favorite announcers. Um, sure. Yeah, let's go for it. Luke's not big on announcers, but um, it prompted us. Nick and I really like this idea. Luke was on the fence. I had two. One. Two. Okay. Um, about our top three favorite announcers, not who we think are the best. Well, I guess the best to us. Um, so, yeah, we uh, put together our top three going from three to one. Um, do we want to roll it and play some calls? Are we so playing my, them all at the same time? Let's, let's separate. We'll, do, we'll pause after. We'll, yep. I'll work or, it here. We'll okay. pause after each one. So my at number three, I had uh, Mike Emmerich, Doc Emmerich. Very good. So I was watching that, and that was very cool. Because, Sorry, like, oh, we got music. Okay. Too. Getting all sorts of audio. Can you pull it up on that computer by chance? <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was watching that, and it was very cool to see, uh, or to hear, rather. Uh, Nick, it's on your drive, so I can't pull it up. Oh, okay. Anyway, Hold on. Um, yeah, I'm a big fan of Mike Emmerich. How I was I watching. music to stop on here? I was, that's a good, I don't know. Just press the button. What button? Do you want me to come over? Could you? <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me fill some air time. Anyway, um, I'm very picky about announcers. There are some announcers I like, and there are some I don't like. Uh, Luke had mentioned that he was indifferent. 
he just knows bad ones compared to good ones. Um, but Mike Emmerich is a really cool one for me. Um, Got it. You guys good over there? I think, I think okay, so. Okay, uh, so Mike Emmerich, I watched a little documentary on him, and there was a play, I think it was like a nine-minute nine minutes without a whistle, and he used over like 100 different verbs to describe the play that was happening. Um, very talented. So he's my number three. At number two, we're good, Nick. I have Kenny Albert. Uh, I'm a big fan of Kenny Albert. He uh, he does stuff for NBC. I believe he does NFL. I think he does. He did the Jose he, Bautista backflip. Yeah, he, I'm not he does everything. Jack of all trades. No, he did. yeah, that's yeah, Kenny he Albert. He did one of them. Yeah, well, there were multiple feeds. He's a he hockey okay, announcer, yeah. well, the the famous like deep like Batista with the drive deep to the left field. Was... That's Kenny Albert. Yeah. Uh, okay, we'll talk after. No, that seriously it is, is Kenny Albert. Is seriously, Kenny Albert. <laughs> I'm not a baseball guy. I'm, I have that anyway. So I like Kenny Albert. Uh, he does a lot of NFL, NHL. Baseball, love it. At number one, I'll probably get made fun of. I don't care. It is Pierre Oud. Oud. Uh, very good call. Um, works for RDS. My personal favorite. That's just a nostalgia thing. Grew up watching um, I get it. RDS. You're anyway, French. We get it. Moving on to Nick's number three. Okay. Uh, my number three. Or... What way did you rank this? Cause I he, did three to he, one. Okay, he's probably my... Let, let's see. Uh, hold on. I'm just trying to see how you ranked mine. Well, you said... Okay, well, whatever you said, I ranked. I put, okay, so I probably... I, I meant for Chris Cuthbert to be one. Oh, well. But, okay, here. I'll, so I'll, I'll do this in my order. Okay, my number three. Uh, he does some NBC. He's most famous for the Carolina Hurricanes. John Forsland. Very good. Now out to center. Moving in. It's Vogel. Little drag. John I like that one. Good. I like John Ford. Yeah, uh, I can see good. him being the obvious heir to the throne when Mike Emmerich retires. Really? Yeah. Okay. Why right on. Who would you put? I don't know. I you just... you gonna put Pierre Hoot on, on, on uh, NBCSN? No, I just prefer Kenny Albert. Okay. Maybe we. Disagree. I don't know. I, I, don't I know. think Kenny Albert does too many other sports to be the main hockey guy. Yeah. Okay. I think just factually that would. Alrighty, yeah. man. All right, here's my number two. It's Randy Hahn of the San Jose Sharks. Yeah, he's very exciting. Makes the game really awesome to watch. Any, any thoughts? No. Yeah, I, I'm not a big. I'm not a big uh, Randy Hahn guy. Okay, that's fair. I don't know who that is. San Jose. Did you play NHL 2K9? <laughs> 2K10. On the Wii. Uh, wow. Okay, yeah, he might have still done it then. Was that him? Yeah. I didn't know that was him. Yeah, that was him. That was him and Drew Remenda. I'd get Manny Fernandez from the Minnesota Wild on my team. He's really good. Oh, look, nice. now that we're talking about old NHL games, um, who's the guy? We? NHL 10. You know NHL what? 12. I, I who's almost, the guy? What do you mean? Gary Thorne. Gary Thorne. He oh, did yeah. it for the longest time. Gary Thorne was I solid. almost suggested that we do like a segment for today based on video games should we do it next week like we'll come in like we'll I rank our top three nhls i haven't owned an nhl since nhl 2k10 oh really yeah oh i played nhl 2000 2001 2004 2007 and then 2k10 oh wicked okay uh my number one is chris cuthbert I 
Okay. I like Any, him. Anything I big like that the senators have okay. done over the it, again, it's like you with Pierre. Who, anything big that the senators have done in the regular season over the past five years, Chris Cuthbert's called yeah, it. Him or Gord Miller, but for some reason, it always seems like Chris Cuthbert does the immensely big moments. Yeah, for them. that is true. Um, whether it's that one right there, the seven seconds in OT winner, yeah, or. Uh, the other one I really like is Mark Stone scoring an overtime winner versus Pittsburgh in his rookie season that got us into the playoffs. Also, the golden goal. That was a the golden goal, exactly. Oh, did he do the golden goal? Yeah, he did. Okay. I like. I, I prefer call. him as a CFL guy, but I don't mind him as NHL. But I now we'll go to Luke's. I did two of the same. Can I, go- can I just preface by saying um, I said this to you last night to you guys? I don't know what a good announcer. Well, yeah, I don't really know what a good announcer is. I can tell a bad announcer, but the ones I chose are mostly for nostalgia reasons. So um, the first. So, yeah, no, just because I queued them up. The first one is the main Canucks guy for Sportsnet, John. Shorthouse. John Shorthouse. Short. Followed by. Flips it. Burrow steals. Cutting in. Shoots. Scores. Look, I don't I don't know if he's a good announcer, but I just like that's fine. his voice because I that's, listen that's to him all, all the time. That's all what we like. It's all opinion. Yeah. Um, um, he's done the odd Senators game here and there, like on really? Hockey Night in Canada. Yeah. I don't. He got some playoff games last year, which was really yeah, cool. Yeah, I, I don't like him personally. Yeah, I don't like him. Uh, yeah, neither. I, I don't, don't think like I don't think he's overly exciting. Okay, well, sounds like he's clearing him, his throat a lot. John Shorthouse and John Garrett are just the the best guys ever. Like, they're they just they love everyone. Like, they'll never ever ever. No, they will show bias, but they'll just show bias towards Vancouver because they love Vancouver. Like, yeah. they won't slag on other teams. Like yeah. some do. The, the only I think announcer on the sport out of all the sports net guys that I really dislike is the guy that does the Oilers games. I don't know what his name is, but I really? just I really dislike how he goes overtime. Oh yeah, Winner! Uh, I really don't like that. Who's the guy? Uh, he did. Uh... We're gonna clip that. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's the guy who did. Uh... John Bartlett. I'm not a big fan of him either. No, he no, did Montreal. He, uh, now he does Toronto hey, games. G- for good old, night. good old New Market boy. Yeah, but um, I, yeah, I don't like him. I think good much. commentator. I just I don't like his. He voice. He says good stuff, but yeah, I um, don't know. Again, he doesn't make it very exciting. Honorable mentions. I throw in. Uh, I throw in Dave Randorf. We're we not playing my other. Guys? Yeah, we, we are. Get, we are. We get Luke's. Yeah, okay. we get other two. No, you better have clipped the. Okay, hold on. Play it. Is that not the one you wanted? No. I'm so sorry. I, the example I gave call. was Wait, Great Save Luongo. Uh, great Save Luongo. All of them are so good. Okay. Well, that's a. This is good. That's a. That's a. I thought that was the, the best one. Yeah, it's a. Sure. I thought yeah, you might. Anyway, I don't like Jim Houston. I think he's boring. Yeah. He's so boring. Yeah. He that uh, guy sucks. He hates anybody. <laughs> he sucks. God. He hates anybody him? that plays the Leafs or yes, the Canucks. That is true. Like, I will watch a Senators-Leafs game with him calling it, and I will be like, oh, my God, leave them alone. Leave my poor Senators alone. Like yeah. He's so boring. Like, he'll come in, like, Matthews will score, and he'll, like, do a backflip. And then, like, you know. As he does, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then... <laughs> You know, Thomas, Sh- it, like, I'll pull up an example after, like, a good, like, a, but this is Luke's number one, Gordon Miller. No, this was my number three. Oh, this okay. was the... Okay, I asked Matt, who's another announcer that exists, and okay, he said pause it before Gordon we hear Miller. Gordon Miller. Or before we hear... Oh, okay, come on, yeah, come on. The- I, I yeah. can, I can believe it. How to ruin one of the best calls ever. Yeah. Starring Pierre Maguire. Um, okay, well, the order that was different because that's what you sent me. Anyway, I like uh, I like those. I like Gordon Miller out of them. I'm not a big fan of Jim Houston, but Gordon Miller is very solid. Um, just like the nostalgia of watching World Junior. 
hockey. But um, yeah, I, 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 you know, I definitely <coughs> agree with that because like he is definitely synonymous with that, right? Like it, I, I feel like every Christmas I'm listening to, yeah, Quinn Miller, yeah. Um, okay, this is what I mean by Jim Houston. Great right? save, you, you know that Shabbat goal versus the Leafs, where like he ended Igor Ozhiganov's career. Do you, you guys know that Shabbat about? goal versus the Leafs? That one. No, no, the one where goal? the specific one where he ended Igor Ozhiganov's like career. Uh, by deking him. Yeah, that was a nice goal. Okay, so like very nice goal. Like I think it deserves like a good reaction. That seems fine. I don't That's know, because okay. then, like, Scores. Austin Matthews scored, like, 10 minutes before that, and, like, he did a backflip. I also think that's, like, a home game. Like, I don't like Jim Houston, but I think, like, if you're if you're calling the home team, then, like, you'll be a bit more t- leaning them towards I, that. I have a lot of examples of, like, my grievances against Jim Houston yeah. for ruining Senators' goals, but it's fine. You I'm digress? Not to, I'm, you not digress? Ha- I'm not here to hate on anybody. I digress. Um, anyway, do we want to talk about our hockey teams our favorite hockey teams can you talk louder like i keep having to readjust your oh, okay because are we going to talk about y- our you both are we going to talk about our favorite you hockey both today teams. don't keep speaking into your mic okay. and like the levels suck i'm just happy to be here um <laughs> go ahead pat okay well all right i guess we'll start with uh montreal they uh some news broke yesterday jonathan drewing is out eight weeks uh yeah, you with guys are toast. yeah well mm, i don't know man uh, Byron is out four weeks. I don't know what happened to him. I don't really care. He's been very bad this year. But Drew, I, uh, this one really sucks because since his arrival in Montreal, he's had a really rough go. Media has treated him very poorly. Uh, he's just been a scapegoat from the start. But uh, he, I don't know, he really started to pick up his play um, offensively. I really liked what he was doing. He wasn't at center. He wasn't like the one that the media was focusing on. I really liked it. Anyway, he's out. That sucks. But I don't think... I think this gives an opportunity for Montreal's youth. Uh, Nick Suzuki is playing well. I believe he's third in goals, third or fourth in goals among uh, rookies. Uh, he's uh, really picked up his play. Uh, Paling, I'm not so sure, is ready. I'd, just, I'd keep him in Laval a little bit longer. Um, but Montreal's playing very well. They're 7-1-2 and two in their last 10. They are fourth in the league in goals four behind Washington, Florida, and Colorado. Is the offense sustainable with Drew? Um, uh, no. Well, I don't know. They we score by committee, and uh, I mean that. I think they're one of the better teams with like getting production from all four lines. Um, their next three games are against non-playoff teams. Wow, so. I, ju- I just looked up. Sorry, Ryan Paling's playing. Bad yeah, he's not doing well. He's not doing well in the ball at all. Wow, um, that's surprising. Also recovering after from such a promising start too. Um, okay, I let, let, let's. I, I, I'm sorry to offend you, but like I'm not gonna ever pretend like I didn't think that was just like the luckiest night of his life, and like um, I wouldn't be surprised if he like didn't score another hat trick for ten years. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, well, I don't know. Just to quickly uh, wrap up, I think I think Montreal will be okay. Um, they have depth. They have, they have depth. Ba- uh, balanced scoring through all four lines. Um, yeah, I don't know. They're playing well. Seven one and two in the last ten, and their next three games, like I said, are against non-playoff teams. So they need to go three and zero and sort of keep climbing. Um, I've liked their play so far. UL Armia has been very good. Thomas Tatar has like twenty points already. So yeah, can't, can't really complain. complain right? Tatar. Who made that call? Oh, that's Ken Daniels, who does Detroit. He's my new he would favorite. Be, he would be my number four. He is awesome and should, like, be in consideration. If they're going to bring somebody outside to fill in for Doc Emmerich, like, when he 
retires, that would be like my outsider pick. Anyways, Luke. Yeah. That's the state of the Habs. Yeah, sorry about that. Let's talk other teams, not Montreal. Wow, Dale Weiss Sens. is also doing bad in Laval. Sorry. Yeah, well, Dale Weiss is bad, so that makes sense. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> yeah. Sens. Sens. Oh, I was, Sens. I was throwing Sens. it to you. Oh, uh, no, you go ahead. Okay. Um, well, the Ottawa Senators are playing well. <laughs> That's the first time I've ever said that on this show. Playing well. They're playing nice. Um, they are better in terms of expected goals percentage than the Leafs, so that's like my Stanley Cup right there. But no, um, all joking aside, they've, uh, you know what, as much as I like to see a good old tank and would love a first overall pick, it's encouraging to see that they're at least playing well and there's some like obvious structural changes. The one thing I really like about DJ Smith thus far in his tenure is that he, unlike Guy Boucher, gives like, no slack to veteran players or anything like Bobby Ryan looks like he's going to be a healthy scratch tonight alongside with Mikel Bodker, both of whom were constant fixtures in the uh, middle six, possibly top six last year. Depends what you really want to call our forward group last year because it wasn't good. But yeah, it's it's interesting to see how a player like uh, you guys probably don't know who he is, but Max Verno uh, scored his first financial goal against Vancouver. Anyways, um, okay, uh, uh, how he gets uh, called up from the minors uh, and automatically slots in ahead of a player like Bobby Ryan. I like that. That's kind of cool. And they've been doing the same thing. It's good to see Logan Brown stick around the NHL here. It's nice to see Nick Paul sticking around and my beautiful son, Philip Schlappick. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that guy's awesome. Schlappick. Yeah, it's a fun name to say. It would be awesome if he turned into like a top six forward too, just so I can say that's schlappy all the time but anyways yeah it's yeah. good to see it's good to see that there's some at least progress with the senators at this point that's all you can ask for uh vancouver is about to go on a six game central well uh, they're actually playing one team from each division uh certain dallas ending in edmonton and i think it's very similar to toronto this is going to be a pretty decisive road trip for them um anything under Eight points out of the possible 12, I won't be too happy with. I have high standards for my team. I hope the, the guys are listening. So, uh, And I think I think it'll, it will be a good test because they're, they're facing a menagerie of uh, different skill levels. So it'll be Whoa, interesting. Fancy. Yeah, you guys can look that one up at home. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it'll be good. They're, they honestly have not been playing great of late. Um, scoring has been an issue. Yeah, we we were here two weeks ago, and they were the best team in the National Hockey League. Then we came here last week, and the earth was on fire, and everybody was dying. And now we're, where are we? Somewhere in the middle? We're chilling. You know, <laughs> it's only November. It's mid to late November. We're fine. Vancouver no, never does well in uh, November, so we're just vibing. Um, Oh, apparently it's not Mano. Okay, I won't try again. But uh, anyways, <laughs> uh, I want to talk... He used a fancy word and he butchered it. Yeah. Way to go, Luke. Well, that's what you get for, for trying. Um, I want to talk about just some news that I saw yesterday. Okay. Um, oh, unless you have something else to say. No, okay, yeah, okay, okay, right on. Okay. Let's do it. Um, the NHL expects puck and player tracking to be ready for the playoffs. Uh, there's an article on NHL.com, the, you know, the best news source for NHL uh information but the first the opening line the nhl will experiment with puck and player tracking at the 2020 honda nhl all-star game which i don't think is the first time correct yeah they did it last year at the all-star game, yeah um, I'm correct and the system should be ready around the stanley cup playoffs 
Uh, so I feel like Nick, you might be kind of into this. I think it's pretty cool. Um, I don't. I'm yeah, not so, against so it I can really know, in any way. So I can eventually know what like Thomas Shabbat's heartbeats per sixty is or something. Uh, if that's yeah. the kind of player tracking we're looking into, I, I know, also I wanted to know that. Um, you know, it's interesting that soccer teams do a lot of that now. I don't know if you you guys aren't soccer fans, but um, so in the English Premier League, what they do now. Um, the way I'm going to describe it's really funny, but the, all the players wear like sports bras, pretty much, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they'll put that under their jersey, and then uh, they'll run around, play the game, and what that what those things do, they have like magnetic implants in there, um, that a like sports fitness team or sports science team will track, and then they will use it to um, sort of make decisions on load management of players or um, placing players in certain positions or to help uh you know come up with tactics to put players in better chances to succeed which i thought is kind of cool um but it would be interesting to see something like that in the national hockey league i think if we were to be able to track like the fitness of some players and then that would lead to more ice time for some less ice time for some sort of endless possibilities here uh, yeah, I think, I mean, even the uh, even what they did at the All-Star Games, just kind of the cool little things they were um, experimenting with, I thought that was really cool. And if they could make that game-to-game um, regular season, I'm all for it. Yeah, but, it, if it opens up some, like, new, like... Careful uh, over there, Nick. Jeez, Nick's throwing, throwing the, stuff. Throwing the tech around. If it opens up some, like, new possibilities to, like, things we get to see, like, on the broadcast or, like, just more insight to hockey players in general i think that would be a good step forward for the game pat do you yeah care? I, pat agrees i don't know i don't really care to be honest i don't know put a damn puck tracker <laughs> on the net so we can stop with the did it go over the line or not when like yeah. the goalie catches it and it's in the net oh we can't see the puck it's not yeah actually no i didn't goal. i didn't think of that yeah. uh, that's a good point though. i was i, would I be was at a uh, so i've been to one senators game in ottawa in my life and it was against the jets Jeez, I've in been to two. 2017 i'm a big sense fan you've been to five Sens games Okay, well, I've been I've been to many, but they're all here in Toronto. But I've been to one Senators game in Ottawa in my life. Who and were they playing? The Jets in 2017. And right at the end of the game, Ottawa was losing 3-2. And they did, like, the stuff play at the side of the net. The puck was obviously in the net. Everybody there knew it. I watched T- I was listening to TSN on the way back to, like, my hotel with my dad after. Everybody knew it was in the net. But again, the explanation we got, like Ottawa would have tied the game with three seconds left. But the explanation, you know, we get at the stands is we can't see the puck in the net. Therefore, it's inconclusive. Therefore, no goal. I don't know how in the year of our Lord 2019, we don't have a damn tracker on that. Yeah, that's that's actually kind of dumb because like the more I think about it, there's just there's so much going on. Like just because you can't see the puck in the net. Like, I don't know. I agree, Nick. I think that's just crazy. They, I, just the NHL isn't doing it right. They also need better cameras on the blue lines. Um, yeah, but that's not like really pucker player tracking. I'm just right? making a separate point that they need better cameras on the blue lines because those are terrible. Well, that's going to be we're talking about it. An upcoming topic uh, apparently at the GM <clears throat> meetings is like the ruling of offside because you know your wonderful Habs had to win that game versus Boston and not take that goal from Charlie Coyle. That was that my goal. He that was controlled the puck. That was offside. He controlled the puck. That was offside. I watched the uh, in my YouTube suggestions this morning. It was the Matt Duchesne offside goal from like 2013. Oh my god, or that one's so funny. That's pretty good. That's that good one's stuff. so good. That's yeah. always oh you, you plan uh, it. I and yeah. I I don't even know like I I don't know how that kind of happened. I and obviously a camera 
would like help, I guess. But regardless, that kind of call should be made. Listen to like the pause here. Like uh, no, everyone was, everyone was like that's offside. Yeah, that was offside. Oh really? You think? Maybe. Maybe a bit. <laughs> um. But while we're on the topic, as was the coil goal, he did not have possession of the puck. Oh, he definitely was, had possession no, of the puck. Was, I could think not be more offside. You know how? Really? Do you honestly believe that, or are yeah, you just I, a Habs I, I fan? Don't, I don't think. Which he, goal is this? He did not have possession of the puck. I want to see. It's it the one he scored versus Montreal. Feet. Yeah, but players now all the time like control the puck with their skates. That's part yeah. of what they do. Well, was it the shorthanded one? Just search up uh, coil goal Montreal offside or something like that. Since was it deemed offside? It yeah. was deemed offside. It was a goal oh, on the play, but then it. they reversed it. Okay, you guys talk while I watch this. Yeah, but uh, no, that was that was onside. Like I, I, I don't know. We need more goals. That is a controlled play, as far as I'm concerned. He's got it in his skates. Okay. I didn't know and... in his skates counts as control. It's behind his skate. Okay, but he has play. He has a uh, like. Would you not? De- you you don't deem like controlling it with your feet possession. I think if you kick it up, but I think it was way behind him by the time it went in. But I would call that onside. Thank you. Yeah. Well, two against one. I guess I'm wrong. Yeah, you're wrong. That's it. That's that's well, the league. Take. The league you're thinks wrong. otherwise. But anyway. Uh, but no. Well, do they? Do they though? Because the rules think otherwise. Because we haven't had this yet. But. I think they're going to rule in favor of that at the GM meetings. I think a lot of GMs are going to say that's now going to be considered an onside play. Maybe. Maybe. They Maybe should. Maybe that's the thing that'll happen. Oh, it, oh, wow. That was dramatic. That was a good video. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Anyways, that's uh, that's pretty much the show for today. Who are your three stars? We never talked oh, about that. Oh, quickly. Uh, yeah. I had go Nathan quickly. McKinnon. Go, go, go. Nathan McKinnon. I thought McKinnon, that was kind yeah. of an honorable thing to do after he single-handedly uh, took down Vancouver. I have Leon Dreisaitl. Sorry, I can't not have him. Okay, uh, mine, weirdly, Connor Garland. Nice guy. You know how many goals he has this year quickly? 60. Five. He's got 10. Oh, Nice Almost. guy in Arizona, Connor I was Garland. Without going under. <clears throat> okay, well, anyways, that was our quick segment. Thank you for listening to Take to Take this week. We will be back next week for the final episode of the year. Bye. Thanks.